I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to One for the Weekend. Uh, a bit different this week. I'm in Flav's chair, first of all. I know. I told you. Deal with it. It's fine. I just felt like I wanted a moment. Fun. No, I like it. I quite like okay. it. But Loz is here. Hello. Loz is on the one for the weekend podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Not for the first time. That's the most enthusiasm Adam has ever shown yeah. towards the start of a podcast. I've got to be pleased with that. Flag's normally a bit of a downer. You know what I mean? It can be. Yeah. It can be. Um, told people where he is. No, he's... Um, should we? Personal, no. isn't it? It's yeah. quite personal. Yeah. What's happened to Flav. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he but we wish have him well. it up, but it went no. in. But it's got to come out. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to come out. Uh, so Loz is here to, uh, to help us out. Don't be nervous. I know you... Podcast. This is a sort of podcast format, but we film it as well. So what is this we again? put it out there. Yeah, where am I? Yeah, this is one for the weekend. The best podcast you've never heard of. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, huge game this weekend. Massive. Probably the biggest game of the season so far. It's got Liverpool, to be, isn't it? Man City. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to talk about Man United versus Newcastle as well, which is the biggest game for both of their seasons, I think, as, as well. Talking about who needs it more. Um, Lawrence, have you got your pick for Room Sixty Nine? It's sort of percolating. It's percolating. Do you know what I mean? Because you only asked me. Literally 20 Five minutes, minutes ago. ago. Yeah. Um, and obviously, football trivia, footballers' dreams, which you might not have uh, heard before, Loz. Uh, yeah, some disappointing headlines, some great headlines as well, which I'm excited about. And some Flames advice, which Lawrence will be helping us via the medium of the Daily Mirror, Just Jane We Cole. all know that I'm good, at, I'm good at advice. You're good at advice. You advice are. is probably like my favourite thing to give. Well, I think it's, uh, I mean, that's totally stolen, obviously, the, uh, the advice thing from the True Geordie podcast. And that was totally stolen from every other format that's ever happened, ever. Yeah, get get someone else to essentially create the content, exactly. and I'll react to it. Yeah, yeah, that's what. We, yeah, that's, that's what we'll be doing later on. Uh, let's talk about Liverpool, Man City first off, then, because it's it's the for me it's, it's the latest in a, a, a sort of run of tests for Liverpool to to come through. Um, where are you at when when it comes to to Liverpool as a Liverpool fan? <sighs> I still love them. Uh, I know this is going to be. I know this is going to be uh, different to the way that Flav normally talks, and I sort of want to live up to that. Uh, there's yeah. not going to be any tactical chat in this. No. Tactical okay. Fine. Chat. Feelings. Feelings. Emotions. Feelings. Fine. Emotions. Uh, so I listened to two things this morning, mm. and they sort of mixed together on the train. As I thought, what can I talk about? How can I speak about Liverpool? And it was a podcast about a guy who forgave a man who stabbed him, and he said. Uh, what I want to do is I want to hear someone else's story and not put it through my own lens. I want to put it. I want to see it through his lens. And I thought that's interesting. Right. So I thought that that counts. Showcasing for empathy, which is good. Showcasing empathy. And then secondly, Matt Damon talking about um, just how successful he is. Oh, really? But in like a really in a really humble like old yeah, man. Yeah, like yeah. he acts like he's ninety or something. He or does. He's it. He's that guy who's he's done it all. He's seen it all. You know, he's been in Ocean's Eleven. He's done the action movies. He's done everything. And he's very humble about it now. I find with movie stars, it's really weird. Um, it's really difficult to sort of aid, figure out what age they are. Absolutely. Matt Damon, what I have no idea. What age is Matt Damon? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. I'd say mid-40s at this point. Do you know what um, I mean? What's his name? The guy from Deadpool? Uh, oh, yeah. He's like 40... Um, he's 41. Yeah, he's I, 40, up, I thought he was 41, 42. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's the guy, we, all know, we all know who we mean. <laughs> yes. It's generic looking... What's his name? Hang on, I'll get it, I'll get it. It's not Matt. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Right. Thank you. So it's, it goes Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling, uh, and those two always get mixed up, yes. and those two are in the same. Anyway. And all the, also the same age, but sorry, carry on. Same age. Are they? Ryan Gosling is 41. I don't know that. Looks incredible. It's all around the same Can age. Can we look that up? I'll, I'll, I'll do that as you're. Go on, finish your point. So Matt Damon was talking about 
how uh, I love how you're gonna how are you gonna bring this back to football? When no, no. they when so he and Ben Affleck are great friends, right? Or were great friends. The way he's talking about him now doesn't sound like they are so much. Right. But he was talking about you know Ben Affleck taking Batman and all these things and how he was very surprised by Ben Affleck taking Batman. But when they first came out as actors, they were both. He, uh, he was saying Ben Affleck came out in Armageddon and he was seen as the big action type. Yeah. And Matt Damon came out in another movie, which the title escapes me now. And they were both characterised, the media both said, right, so Ben Affleck's the action one and, you know, uh, Matt Damon is the, right. the serious actor. Um, and they said both of us were really surprised by that because we knew each other and we didn't think of each other in that way. And they were like, no, no, that's not the way it is at all. And I felt the same about Liverpool. Okay. And I kind of thought Jurgen Klopp, every manager is like a director of their own movie, right? He was talking about how directors would come to him and he'd go to directors and try and get people to buy into the project. Jurgen Klopp and himself, if we spoke about him as a movie director, is trying to get people to buy into his project. My worry is that Jurgen Klopp is a cult film director, where it's never seen as a box office smash, so he doesn't win the Premier League, he doesn't win the Champions League, but he has people who love his movies. Right, this generation's Kevin Keegan. He's this, yeah, <laughs> but, but in a much less pathetic sort of yeah, way. Yeah, like Kevin yeah, Keegan's yeah. got stories about him where he is just pathetic, yeah. you know what I mean? And, or at least he sounds pathetic. Well, he gave up, didn't he, Kevin Keegan, a few times? Yeah, and I don't think Klopp is the kind of guy who ever gives up. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's the kind of guy who it, maybe stays a little too long. Yeah. But the point is he's a cult movie director. And my worry is that this, will, this movie will only make it to DVD. Right. Do you know, Liverpool are only going to make it to second in the league and another Champions League semi-final or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, to use a Kevin Keegan analogy, you're going to look back and it's, it's the 96 team. Yeah. The Newcastle 96 team. Mm. I think, do you know what, I think there's... A worry. That's what, when, and we're going to talk about Man United and, and Newcastle and Mourinho, of course, and I, I've got my own thoughts on that because I've been away on, on holiday. Yeah. And uh, so I've been trying to catch up with the whole Mourinho thing. Was it not sunny where you went? It's not, it wasn't that sunny, no. Right. No, thanks, though. Terracotta doesn't help. Is it not? So yeah. Look, yeah, maybe. But yeah, no, it wasn't, actually, surprisingly. But Montenegro is amazing. And they will, they'll be, actually, we'll be doing birds in that later as well. Right. The birds in Montenegro. <laughs> wow, man. calm. Got some footage, didn't I, on my phone? Wow, yeah, it's yeah. It's fine. Right. Um, and, uh, flocking. And we'll be sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Birds were flocking in a yeah. big way. Um, but anyway, um, Liverpool, this game, for me, I, I, I get what you mean with that. Sorry, the point I was going to make with the Man United thing is the fact that I think the Premier League now, especially these top six sides, yeah. with uh, with so many good teams at the top, I think the kind of football fans are going to start being a bit more understanding of managers and give them a little bit more time. I know I'm saying that in in an, in a climate where everyone is talking about Mourinho getting the sack, and we will get onto that. Yeah. But I think I think. What could happen is exactly what you've just said in terms of Klopp might not win anything, yeah. but you'll still, I think, you'll look back overall and go, this is this is a real amazing period for, for Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you don't win anything well, in the I mean, next couple of years. Well, reaching the Champions League final in itself is uh, a, an achievement. It's not a trophy, though. And he, again, he's sort of lost that. Is there? A, do you get infuriated with, the, with that element of it? Because, and I guess, I've, you know, I've had the same discussions with Flav about trophies, but... If it doesn't come to your captain holding up a trophy that feels meaningful, then it is a failure. Not really, because I think Liverpool and teams in themselves do... I mean, you know, when you're successful as a club, then you always, um, you always equate everything to a trophy. So successful teams or people who are used to being successful always go, well, the trophy is the only thing that matters. Yeah. And maybe in the future, Liverpool will look back and maybe they won't win it with Klopp, but maybe they'll win it with a future manager in like 10 years' time or something. And maybe there's a Premier League trophy in 10 years' time. And we'll look back and go, wow, actually, the Klopp era wasn't as good as we thought or whatever, because actually we thought Brendan Rodgers' era was good. And then we thought the Benitez era was good. And then we thought the Julia era was good, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And each one of those seemed to build on the previous one. So is there no element of you that's kind of in a rush to, to, to win it um, I'm not. I'm not because you've got momentum, yet. though. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm in no hurry to win a trophy. Yeah. Okay. Fair. However, what I did, I, and this was partly why I was making the Ben Affleck and, um, and Matt Damon point. It was Matt, Matt was looking back as an old man at this point, or an older man. He's yeah. forty, whatever. And he was. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he was. Uh, Ron Gosling's thirty-seven, by the way. Wow, he yeah. looks great. He does. And he uh, he was talking about how, as a younger guy, it frustrated him. He was 21, 22, but he knew he just had to keep working. He just, he just keep working. And he was buying into these projects, and it's sort of, 
I guess what I'm saying with Liverpool is Klopp has got all these guys to buy in, but that can only last for so long in the same way it can only last yeah, for yeah. so long with Pochettino. And it's incredibly frustrating because actually we're in a really shit generation of storytellers. I'm a terrible storyteller. You're an awful storyteller. All these people on YouTube are awful storytellers. And because we have to tell stories, so, or we're bad storytellers in a very short space of time, in the past, you know, a journalist had a week to craft an article, yeah. and then it came out on a Sunday, and you know, people would discuss it, blah blah blah. Now it's like, right, you've got three days to tell Mo Salah's entire story, and it needs to be as big as possible. Yeah, yeah. and so you sort of cheat the system a little bit. You find an After Effects package that trick people's eyes into, you know, doing this or whatever. Very few people have very much time, and even journalists online, you know, like, it, it really left to the very sort of elite storytellers now. But everyone can now tell a story, mm. and that's my frustration. Is for instance, like. You know, a, a fan channel, I'm not talking about a Liverpool fan channel, but another fan channel, because they have no idea, they're really poorly informed about Liverpool, can still have a say on Liverpool. And it's like, well, mate, you don't watch them every... It's not even much about watching them every week. It's about watching them at all. Mm. You know, you don't keep up with all the news. You'll have your say on them. And that's fine to have your say from the outside. It's just that I do feel there are people who say things purely to be destructive. And because they have such a big platform, it sort of it destroys <coughs> things. And I'd be really annoyed if I was Mo Salah or Jürgen Klopp and I knew that these people sort of were having a say in my story and how, that, how annoying that would be for me. Well, Jürgen Klopp said something in his interview uh, after the Napoli game, talking about Mo Salah, and, and the question was put to him about... Oh, no, sorry, it was the Chelsea game, actually, right. the, about Mo Salah and, and him not being in the same element of form. And he said that he said to him at half time because there was a moment where he should have had a shot and he didn't yeah. try to play a pass. Uh, and last year he would have, would have taken that shot. And Klopp used this phrase, and I don't know if it's just like, you know, it's more basic because it's German, but I thought it was really good is that it's a, you make the decisions here. Yeah. But that's something that I think, I mean, I'm going really broad now, but it's, it works in, in life itself, it works in football as well. Is you do have to. You do have to decide what is what information you're taking in and what you're you're not because I think Absolutely. Salah is in a he naturally is in a place where the storyline has got to him because Absolutely. and we've said it so many times on this podcast and it does get a little bit disappointing but with the barrage of information that you have it's inevitable. Like Leicester going, well, what's the only story after Leicester winning the league? What's them getting relegated? So you make a big thing about that. And that's how the story goes, because you don't make a big deal when Leicester win a game. You make a big deal when they lose a game. Exactly. Same thing's happening with Mourinho right now. Same thing's happening with Salah right now, because he'd had such a big uh, season and everything he did touched the goal. And that went into his confidence. You could see all that. This time around, he's got to just kind of get through this little period. That um, awkward time. Yeah. And also sort of uh, Liverpool fans need to rally around him. In the same way they need to rally around Sadio Mane. You can tell when you're watching Sadio Mane, he just doesn't look confident. Do you think in football, where confidence is such a huge part of it, that, that and there is so many people talking about it, we've got three cameras on us yeah. right now we're talking about it. That, that means uh, there's more people than just two <laughs> talking about it. That means there's six people. Exactly. Um, <laughs> do, you think that, do you think that it's impossible for footballers, football teams, football managers to not be affected by the press? I mean, obviously not, no. Because the press, the, the people are reading the press, but I don't know if any more people are reading it and then thinking, uh, I'll take that verbatim or I'll take that as read. I'll take that as, as, it, as it's presented by the media. Mm. And people have got their conspiracy theories. You know, they'll go, people have got better sources now. So before maybe someone who was in... I mean, Flav was talking about this all the time, about how Liverpool have had their rivalry with Spurs built up by people who are not from Britain. They're sort of from people who are, you know, from a global fan audience of football Twitter who sort of poke fun yeah. at each other. And their criteria is the league table. Yeah, exactly. And so, the, of course, at some point as a player, you will struggle with that because it, it must be really difficult for people to be talking about you. I think Mo Salah had the, the injury thing has also massively affected him. Yeah. And no and you almost can't say, you can't come out and go, I, was, I had incredible pain. This game, um, I just want to talk about Man City for a second because this, this could be the end of the dreams of most Premier League fans who want a really good title race, I think, if Man City tear it up like they, they could do. I think I, I would be surprised because really? of the, the strength of Liverpool this season because you're playing at Anfield, yeah. because of the momentum that you've got as a, as a football club. But which what Man City... Man? Sorry? 
What momentum? Liverpool are I sort th- of. I know. I think over. You're going on two. You're going on two. A draw and a, two a draw and a last minute loss. But like, I think overall, the, the, there's such a feel good factor with Liverpool. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Um, which man? If you had to pick one Man City player and go, right? Well, let's stop him from playing. Right. Which Good Man question. City player is the player that scares you the most? Is it scares me most, or as a Liverpool fan, because I'd stop Sterling from playing? Just through hatred. Not not hate. <laughs> no, I actually really like Raheem Sterling, but I just it's uh, actually maybe you wouldn't, I'd stop David Silva. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic, and he worries me. And uh, we don't have anyone. I don't think that can keep up permanently with him we at the moment we have to pick a midfield which is you know like Milner Henderson Wijnaldum or uh Cater might be back there's something coming Apparently out of the saying so we'll see okay, yeah uh Silver yeah because he's just so incisive and I feel like there will be a there'll be a, obviously every player is difficult but Silver is a string puller in that midfield he's yeah. fantastic the other night in the Champions League as well. yeah I mean amazing goal and I, think that's a, I would pick Silva as well especially when you haven't got De Bruyne De Bruyne when you think of De Bruyne and Silva I, it came into my mind a bit like Messi and Ronaldo whereas Messi's this sort of intelligent magician right. Ronaldo's just awesome mm-hmm. physically te- technically what a player is what yeah. Say. yeah yeah and De Bruyne and Silva I feel like that's a similar kind of thing De Bruyne's that that guy, amazing technique, driving with the ball, stamina, all those things. But Silva, like you say, with Liverpool, they can work as hard as they want, but his intelligence is so high yeah. that it can, it, can, it can kill them. It's also really weird to watch Silva because he almost looks playful in the way that he does it. So it's not like he looks like... He doesn't seem up for it. He never seems no, <laughs> he just he kind just, of gets some of it. He'll just sort of go, you'll, you'll just sort of pass it and go one, two, and you'll be like, yeah, of course he'll play a one-two here. That's <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. You, David, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and that is that for me is almost demoralising when someone so easily can do it, and it, mm. and your players look like they're working so hard, and he's just like one, two, three, sure, yeah, yeah, and he just runs away from someone. That what that's what fucking demoralises me. I think the thing you got to hope for, for for Liverpool is that you that first ten minutes, like I have done a few times when I've been at Anfield, it's just been too much, too intense for them. Um, and it's going to be a wicked game, isn't it? It's a bit of a grudge match as well. After everything that happened last season, you know, the, I think that was such a long season which spanned for Liverpool, Man City, and then ended in two Champions Leagues, two, two Champions League blowouts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, those are such incredible moments for Liverpool that then came to nothing in the in the final, but they still created a more a, a bigger rivalry between Liverpool and Man City and made something real there. And there became a bit of a rivalry between the Liverpool fans and the Man City fans more so because Liverpool fans were sort of mocking City fans and they didn't reply in the same way. Liverpool threw the stuff at the coach. Yeah, yeah. That's, that sort of riled things up a little bit. And I still feel like that's there. What's your prediction? Oh, I think it'll probably be a draw in the end, maybe like a 2-2 or something like that. I, I can't see uh, Liverpool winning it, really. But it, it, that's m- more conservative. Just like, I, I'd rather not see Man City win it. Yeah. Even if that happens, though, I still think... There's more to come from that. It's still a return leg and those sort of things. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Uh, they're so close at this point. Yeah. And we're talking about the story again. For Man City, people are looking for the, looking for the blips. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same for Liverpool so. right this now. It's a different story. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also interesting to see that the game against Lyon was such an exceptional game and then see Lyon again uh, in the Champions League not, uh, not performing in the same way. Man City have got teams performing up to them now. Yeah, yeah. And I do wonder... I mean, part of me is wondering about the uh, the wear the wear on Liverpool of just playing so many big games back to back. There's no rest in between mm. those mentally. It's just a big game, big game, big game. There's not a team in there where you think, right? You we, a breather almost. We, not, yeah, not a breather in a disrespectful sense, but, but there's you rotate no, the squad, can't you? It goes from Napoli to Man City, uh, and then there's another big game fairly soon for Liverpool as well. I think it's Manchester United at some point. Yeah. So there's a lot of big games back to back. That I think has been really wearing on Liverpool. Um, Man United versus Newcastle, 5.30 on Saturday. A tale of two United. A tale of two United, indeed. Um, both really, really struggling at the moment. Newcastle uh, yet to win, I think, this season so far. Um, going back now. to the uh, media, and uh, b- being on holiday, uh, I kind of tried did to you stay go away. away. I did, actually. Um, I tried to stay away from football for, for a little while, but then obviously with the podcast coming and just generally wanting to kind of know my stuff, you start listening to podcasts, reading bits and pieces, trying to get back in on it. And it's... I've learnt nothing about Man United this Great. week. Great. <laughs> as in so, what you've read... So I know they shouldn't nothing. have played... So this is what I've learnt. They shouldn't have played McTominay. Yeah, yeah. Okay? That there's no fight. 
Mourinho's grumpy. Yeah. Pogba, Pogba is is should have kept his mouth shut. Should he? Well, so Roy Keane actually came out with some comments saying that I mean, quite long-winded, essentially saying, look, it doesn't matter if you're not getting on with your manager or not. When you step over the white line, you should be able to kind of turn it on and don't get distracted by the balloons out there, which is my favourite part of it. Um, uh, what did he mean by that? Like all that glitters is not gold, or like what? I think it's saying, yeah, just don't, just concentrate on your football, essentially. Concentrate on doing your job right. instead of moaning about the tactics or moaning about whatever. Uh, what if it's making it harder to do your job? Let me, see, let me read out what you said. Uh, so when you walk out on the pitch, you're playing for your pride, you're playing for your family, you're playing for your city, whatever it might be. Don't get that Paris. Wor- <laughs> Don't get that worried about... Yeah, yeah. Do it for Paris. Do it for Paris. <laughs> Roy Keane shouting, do it for Paris. <laughs> Don't get that worried about what the manager said about you or the coaching staff. You get out there and play. You can follow up after the match, but when the game's going on, you liven up. Play with pride, play with energy, play with spirit. Hopefully play with a bit of skill. But on your bad days, you roll up your sleeves and you fight for that jersey. Don't get distracted by the balloons out there. Roy Keane's incredibly prescriptive in the way that he analyzes. There are a few guy, there are a few analysts in the, the media who go, if you don't play like me, you're not playing. McManaman is a great, a fantastic player, really great player, but he relates everything to being a Galactico. Right. And he goes, you know, there's got to be some pride in that dressing room. Where's the Zidane figure? And you're going, you're watching Burnley <laughs> versus, like, whoever. Yeah, and he's going, this is the FA Cup first round. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And he's, and he's going, who's the Zidane in there? Who's the Figo? You know, when I was at Real Madrid, yeah, yeah, we get it. But, like, that's not, you can't say that for every club. Mm. And also, there's no way, I mean, who, Roy Keane did roll his sleeves up, but sometimes he rolled his sleeves up too much and injured people. <laughs> Surely you can't say, like, yeah, Roy, you're wearing a sleeveless shirt. <laughs> like, you can't... Roy King can't I would say imagine that, he, he's the kind of guy who would wear... A, a, he'd buy a shirt and cut the sleeves off. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He'd like a vest like that. Yeah, he's Stone Cold Steve Austin of yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, Roy King totally got distracted by the balloons. <laughs> he, he popped all the balloons yeah. some days. Because of MUTV, wasn't it? That's why he left Man United. That was part of it, Because yeah. of that big balloon MUTV. Exactly, yeah. No, but the point is, he, he, so there were days where he let the balloons cloud his judgment. <laughs> he was carrying the balloons in front of his face. Yeah. He, put his, he, he ended someone's career because of his balloons <laughs> that he saw out on the pitch. Amazing. So... No, no, Roy, you're wrong. Like, you didn't do that. And you weren't always... And he's very nostalgic in the same way as Scholes is very nostalgic of how to play for the club, how to make an institution. I get that whole institution thing. I do feel Mourinho has almost made the players forget it's Manchester. He's made them... He's made the siege mentality, but he's almost got a siege inside a siege. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So the club is sieging him and the players, and then everyone else is ganging up with the club because Mm. everyone... Mourinho almost realised... Ah, oh, people are using the Manchester United trope against me, so I'll make Manchester United the enemy. And and then Paul Pogba went, "Yeah, I hate Manchester United. I should leave." And he went, "No, not like that." <laughs> <laughs> Shit! And yeah, oh fuck! He's like the balloons, Paul. Yeah. Like it, it. He's the psychology. He's messed up. And now people are going, "The players need to play for him. The players need to play for some pride." No, he's just fucked up the psychology. Yeah, he, he's. Uh, yeah, he has. He's as gone, far as he's I gone, can tell. Yeah, I, he has gone too far with it. And he's thing <laughs> too is he, many balloons. <laughs> too many balloons. And he could have had. He could have easily. I reckon if you were playing uh, about five, six years ago, Mourinho comes, you go, brilliant. Everyone's going to hate us. Yeah. But but he he will love me. And obviously he's not offering up that love enough. <laughs> like and, and I get all those those comments. The thing I just wanted to touch on was that I, I honestly I read a lot of stuff. Right. And it was the fight's not there. <laughs> yeah, he's not got them, he's not got them playing laws, and he doesn't have he doesn't have them working for him. You know, he, they're not working for the shirt. Yeah. They're not all these tropes that people trot out. Mm. So what do they what do they need to do to sort this out? They need to play for the shirt. They need to play for the shirt. <laughs> they need to play for themselves, pride, yeah. and their city. Like, there's so Paris. little but, uh, people going. Right. What really I think needs to happen is I think you need Herrera back in there because I don't think you've right. got enough. Uh, tenacity in the middle of midfield. Pogba's not doing it for you enough. Fellaini's a bit of a, a, a trooper who just kind of like just bumbles, bumbles around, around yeah. and win, wins headers and there's a good option for that. But for me, I think they need... Look, there's none of that out it, there at all. It, again, it's bad storytelling. So, so how do you of... get out of it? It's just winning games, isn't it? I know I've just done it, haven't I? <laughs> oh, no, it, it, to me, it's actually playing well and so that's the thing is Liverpool, the, for the first time like, the other night, Liverpool lost again. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's Napoli and didn't play well. And it was the first time I thought, oh, that's a bad sign. Whereas before that, they'd have, uh, they got through against Chelsea, won all or whatever, but I thought, actually, they did all right. And the same goes to Manchester United, where they, it's not only that they're losing or not playing well, but they also don't have anything good to watch. So that, that I think it was, the funny side is, is it, who's the, Carl Pilkington probably summed it up best. Yes. When he was talking on This Morning or something about watching Manchester <coughs> United, and he was talking, he, he all summed it up about the monotony of the club and just how he wasn't enjoying it. And it was like, well, if Carl Pilkington is giving more insight than the lead at any newspaper, then you have a problem. Yeah, I agree. Um, so to, so how, how do you change it? I think you, play, you have to play football that is going to get the crowd going. Gets yeah. people going, man, you know? Well, I think confidence comes... Uh, confidence from, from committing to something. That, I guess. And being able to concentrate on something without worrying about other things. So right? do, is so it also players that have committed, though, and then they haven't, they haven't felt the... So they've committed to Mourinho, and then Mourinho's thrown them under the bus. Yes, that is a huge problem. And because of that, their confidence is lower, their commitment is lower, they're worrying about losing other games, and they are looking at the balloons. Is and it, they're but not, not concentrating on I mean, the game. There, there's no, that's the great thing that Klopp's got, that Mourinho's not got. That I, I've, said for, I've said for a long time, and it, with Mourinho, it was going to buy him again sooner or later because he'd got the siege mentality wrong. He'd got it right at Chelsea, the way that he was able to, to do it. But maybe he wasn't. He didn't have to deal with the, the defeats that they'd had uh, at Chelsea because it went so well. But when you it's can't... gone that way at Man United, the thing that he's not got in his um, weaponry is what Klopp's got, which is the freedom that he can give the players by going, yeah, the, yeah, but the guys gave everything and, it, and they played with freedom and we had a lot of chances because he gives them that freedom on the pitch. Mourinho doesn't offer that. Manchester United was also very much an institution and Chelsea wasn't the institution that, it, that Mourinho... It was, never, it was never Manchester United. Do you know what I mean? And I don't mean that in a disrespectful sense. I mean it in... You can't go to Manchester United and treat yourselves as a small club and treat yourselves as the underdog or whatever, the little horse or whatever. Mm. You can't. And that's, or that is another thing that everyone is talking about. And again, I said this on the kickoff the other week, that the problem you've got is you've got Rio Ferdinand, Gary Neville, Paul Scholes, Owen Hargreaves, Michael Owen, all going, when I played for Man United. Yeah, twice. This isn't, yeah, yeah. This isn't what, how it looked. And Liverpool struggled with that in the, in the 90s. Because yeah. you had Hanson, Lawrence and, and, and all the other guys who were just putting that same kind of pressure on them. Can't think of another one. Um, Mulby. Do you think they'll get the win this weekend and to totally be hip- hypocritical if they lose is that it no it can't be it because Mourinho I think Newcastle will obviously play very defensive football and Mourinho can use that as a well of course this wasn't the game that we were gonna we were meant to break out right but of I can't course, see them losing uh, no draw maybe Benitez is just it would be a classic Benitez <laughs> move to Break out and go, ha-ha, we defended for 90 minutes and we yeah, drew yeah. nil-nil. I mean, he would love that, wouldn't he, to sort of take away. Rafa's wife guy. would love it. Oh, absolutely. To be the guy. If Rafa Benitez was the guy who just twisted the knife, the knife's already in. Yeah. If he just twisted it, that would be... 
Um, it's also the fact that Mourinho cannot use the, come on guys, it's Rafa Benitez, I hate him, you will also hate him. If, if he goes in that dressing room and goes, come on guys, it's Rafa Benitez, they go, it is Rafa Benitez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And they, they, it, the problem as well, in what you were saying, with uh, where the players play badly, uh, they almost see a reward from that because Paul Pogba, they go, well, of course Pogba's playing badly. He, he's having a hard time. And he, uh, Pogba sees, well, people are starting to relate to me and empathise to my situation now. What, it's not why play well, but it's, that's, there's no motivation for him to play well. Why well, give that little extra, yeah. Well, why, why, why wouldn't I want a new manager? You know, we can have someone who'll make me play great. We'll have some, you know, there could be a Zidane or a Deschamps or someone like that. Mm. And who knows, there might be a text on Paul Pogba's phone saying, keep going. Yeah. More balloons to come. Yeah, all the balloons you can imagine. Maybe Zidane sends that. You know, if you send a text, you might not know this, but that you can uh, send Enjoy. a text message from your phone with balloons. All oh, right. Do you know? I, didn't, I did not know that. I'll show you. Look, and then everyone on the podcast can pretend to know. Uh, screen. So like, hi. Probably cut this bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. sent with balloons. I imagine that is how I. A kino. He's got Paul Bowe's got kino on his phone. Yeah. Balloons. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Stop looking at him. <laughs> yeah. But Zidane is also sending Pogba those just well done with balloons. Right. Yeah. I'm going to distract you now. Room 69, Loz. Uh, technically, we said we could put uh, Roy Keane in there, didn't we? Oh, yeah, but we can put Roy Keane. I, I don't want to put Roy Keane in there. Okay, yet. who's going in room 69? Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce goes mm-hmm. in. Steve Bruce. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay, look, let's do, whilst we're here, let's do um, disappointing headlines and great headlines. First of all, why do you think uh, he should be in room 69? Because for too long, Steve Bruce has done uh, an innocent Harry Redknapp. Do you think so? I think that's a little bit unfair. Have you put Steve McLaren in yet? Uh, no, we haven't yet. I'm waiting for the right moment. <laughs> you really... keep, we keep winning a game, don't yeah. we? Uh, we're mean, not there yet. No. When you went away, it all went bad as well. It went bad, but then they won in the week against Reading. How Brentford getting on? Um, fine, fifth in the league. Yeah, how'd out. you get in your last game? How'd you get on your last game? Drew did you, you win it? You drew. Yeah. Drew one all. Did you win the game before that? No. Did, you didn't? <laughs> you won for five. You won for five! How many was, what was your longest run? Four? Uh, we lost the first four, yeah, the yeah. fifth one, I think. So, yeah, yeah. not a run that bad. <laughs> but you had it. some pretty I'd bad we abs. Also, we haven't lost, I think we've lost one in five. Just... Yeah, but how many have you won? Yeah, you had some bad losses in that run of five as well. You had like a, hey, wasn't look, there like a four or five nil there or something? Let's focus right. on Adam two nil, for now. Two nil lost to Blackpool. Yeah. Two That's nil lost, but yeah, play the kids. Play the kids. We, I mean, we shouldn't have, but yeah. we did. Um, anyway, not important. Steve? Steve Bruce. Right. Uh, yeah, you think he's a bit of a... Uh, I think Steve's sort of... A Harry Redknapp. It's time for Steve to go. Do you know what I mean? That was, I've got to say, that was my, my headline of the, the week was cabbage thrown at Steve Bruce. Yeah. Aston Villa and police hunt fan. Hunt, yeah. <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you're throwing a vegetable or fruit... Um, kumquat. What, kumquat. Kumquat. Just because of the headlines, the look... Uh, they won't know what fruit it is initially. It, there's just so there's so many dynamics to it. What has he thrown? I can't mm. quite tell. Is that a kumquat? And everyone goes, oh, kumquat. <laughs> I'd go with a very ripe avocado. Because I think you're going to get a really strong purchase there, but actually it's not going to... I don't want to really... You know, I don't want to do a Ryder Cup. I don't want to blind anyone. Mm-hmm. I just want it, I want it to hit them and have the velocity to get there. Because people neglect that when they're in the stands. How far have you got to get it? Well, it's actually funny because you'd think uh, uh, cabbage is sort of... It's weighted just right to throw, isn't it? It's, it's a bit too big for my hand. But. A little big. But then you can also go two-handed. Yeah. Just the overhead. That's, That's very accurate. I think it was the cabbage because he looks like a cabbage. I don't think either of you is know it? this, but I, it, he's got... Is his nose it? looks like an elbow, doesn't it? So here's my problem with uh, mocking Steve Bruce's image right. and people like you. Do you remember when Steve Bruce I was did a bit of body shaming the other week, didn't I? I got in yeah. trouble for it. Who for? Well, I just... Basically, this couple uh, proposed... This bloke proposed to this I saw that. girl, yeah. And I wasn't saying... I wasn't saying they were fat. I think you were. I wasn't. I was saying they don't look good in those shirts and for such a big moment, you should be looking your best. Oh, poor choice of words. Um, I... Th- uh, he was beaten up, so he was beaten up when Steve he had Bruce. his house. Yeah, so he was beaten up when he had his house robbed or something along those lines. He beat up right? his son as well. His son looks the same. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I'm saying they they got the same nose. Right? Do they? <laughs> I think so. Right. Similar. So Steve Bruce was badly beaten in a, a house uh, 
invasion, like a home invasion, <laughs> right? Robbery. Yeah. Um, it's it's not just an invasion, it's coming in, we're not taking yeah. anything. <laughs> it's just, yeah, we're just colonising this part of your house. And he was badly beaten up. And, and ever since, I've seen Steve Bruce's face, and I thought, that's the face of a man who was beaten up. Yeah, I feel and bad. It, it made me feel bad. It made me feel bad for Steve. If that is the case, but he's also, a, you know, a hardened centre-back. I reckon he's had a few elbows in the elbow. Yeah, but there was a point where Steve Bruce looked all right. Right. And you sort of that. thought, ah, oh, Steve Bruce, kind father. <laughs> now you look at Steve Bruce and you think, uh, I, Steve Bruce has very much had a hardship. I still, I don't think he looks mean. I think he looks no. quite cuddly. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. He's uh, he has got a well, welcoming face. Uh, yeah, you'd imagine if you're his son-in-law, though, you don't feel threatened. Do you know what I like? I like, um, uh, Geordie gives a good hug. Right. He's a big man. Yeah, and yeah. I, I do like that. Yeah. And I like, I like to be drunk around big men. And I'll tell you why, Lawrence. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why, because as a smaller man, yeah. there is nothing better yeah. than at the end of the night, it's about four in the morning, You've had you've had a lot of drinks. You've had so many drinks that you've then gone right. I need to slow it down here, and on, then lads. you've got tired. Yeah, you just nestle in. Really, <laughs> a little into Brian. Right, right. Like and that. how long will you be there for? Minutes? Not long. No, not no, long. Yeah. Not as I need. I don't yeah. know. Good ten. I go. I'm tired. And they go. He goes. Yeah, I know you're tired. We'll go home in a minute. Yeah. Cheers. Can I rest on your boobs? Yeah. yeah. Well, absolutely. Pecs. Pecs. Yeah. Anyway, uh, cabbage friend Steve Bruce, Aston Villa, uh, and police. Hunt fan, um, I look forward to. Uh, if I was the fan, there's money to be made there by selling a story. Oh, know. absolutely, yeah, Take yeah. Take the risk. In the same way as um, you know, there will be other fans now who are thinking about sneaking things into the ground. You know, they're thinking of sneaking. It could be, you know, like in the eight. Do you think? Because like in the eighties, they had like inflatable fruit, like bananas and stuff like that. They loved all that. Yeah. Do you think it could become a thing? Oh, no, you. What you was your? Want your manager out? You throw a cabbage at. Yeah. It was well, actually, there's, I've got it here. There's a whole list of things. Celery. Chelsea fans love all that. Celery is a good one. Uh, by the way, it's, well, Steve Bruce has obviously benefited massively from things being thrown on the pitch before the beach ball. Steve Bruce benefited from that. Was so, that when he was Sunderland? Yeah. yeah. I think it was uh, Steve Bruce then, wasn't it? Yeah. I think he massively benefited from that. So that was a turning point in Steve Bruce's career. Um, Charlton Athletic fans, Fru- um, they yeah. threw crisp packets. And, and rightly did. so. That was to protest the owners, wasn't it? it they was. weren't happy about that, and I supported them in that. Yes. Sometimes I'm not happy about people throwing things on the pitch. Chris Packett's our support. <laughs> uh, young boys throw tennis balls and games console controllers. Did that in the game. That's weird. That's quite an investment to mm. throw. And Rosario Central fans, um, they threw toy babies, which looks frightening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really and then obviously the pig's head. Pig's head, of course. Yeah, Figo. That's the, uh, Figo. That's the ghostly one, isn't and it? And uh, in San Siro, or Gi- Giuseppe Miazza in San Siro, uh, to give it its proper name. Very James, good. It was, um, it was the moped off the... Flav said that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Didn't he? So it's, there's a, I think there's a picture of this moped. Because <coughs> there's sort of, you know, obviously you can get up the ramps in... So you can you can go up, and I think people got it up quite high, and then revved it, and just you know obviously you can rev it and just give it that too much for me, and off it goes, and it went off. Do you know what they should have done? You know, like you used to do with your action man, you put like a plastic bag around it. Oh yeah, and they could have gone. How many plastic bags does it need to float a moped? I don't know. Let us know in the comments below. Yeah. Oh yeah, Venkies. Oh, that was a good one. And obviously there's been cats, but no. No uh, quick happened. fire disappointing headline. Yeah. Uh, previously, we've had um, Alexis Sanchez dropping a bag of Doritos and um, Romelu Lukaku stopping for horses. Yeah, that was. Um, I, this one isn't football related, so we'll just be quick with it. But um, it was a good one. It was sent to me by, I think it's at Clinical Trent. Thank you. And if you see disappointing headlines, please uh, tweet us. Um, Me- it's about Meghan Markle. Right. Uh, Meghan closes a car door. Yeah. The, that, that's the headline. They are that's it. the Daily Mail and notorious for this. BBC News. Bad, <laughs> bad. But Since, so the the reason it's a story is apparently it's bad etiquette for her to be doing because she's now Duchess, isn't she? What to close the car door? So she was at this um, what was the event? Royal Academy of Arts to attend her first solo events is becoming a royal. Yeah. The doors open for her, and then she just went. Slammed it behind her. Some people said she was down to earth. Other people said she was um, putting people out of a job. <laughs> Brilliant. If you're that guy, imagine you've just been like 30 years. Furious. Going, and, and like dinner parties at the weekend, you're going, no one's figured it out. Yeah, yeah. They could shut themselves and save <laughs> about 30 grand. <laughs> yeah. And then he's gone, he's, she's just seen it and the world's gone slow-mo. She's yeah. Shut the door. <laughs> she's figured it out. She's figured it out. The fucking uh, Duchess. So yeah, quick fire disappointing headline. Nah, Megan I... closes a car door. They make the most of her doing things all the time because they're racist. 
Right. Not the BBC. Not the BBC. Just the media. Uh, last week, football trivia time. Uh, last week, no one put a single answer in the comments. Basically because they were all just loving Rory. Everyone loved Rory last week in the, in the comments. I was, I was hoping for, I was like, oh, let's get on the comments. But oh, where's James? Missing James. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Just, just like, oh, Rory's brilliant. Rory's the only Chelsea fan I love. It's true. His trousers. Rory, he's a great guy. it's also because Rory such breaks things guy. down in such a simple way that everyone goes, that's so relatable. He's always, as uh, from putting my producer's hat on, he's great for a line. Absolutely, yeah. So good for, yeah, a, for yeah. a line. He's, uh, I love I mean, Rory. I mean, a line in a video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also, to be fair, if you, you know, if you've worked he's in not. any of James's previous institutions, you'll know he's good. Um, <laughs> it's also, uh, it's also that Rory just says things that sound poetic, but are just so empty. Um, and he <laughs> says things like, uh, it's a joke. It, he started a video by once going, I am on the crest of a wave. <laughs> and, and I was like... <laughs> he does talk like that, doesn't he? Yeah. I, am, I'm, I am on the crest of a wave. And this is top five. And you're like, what? <laughs> it doesn't make Amazing. any sense. Anyway, I'm pleased everyone loves Rory. He's, uh, he's he deserves my, it. He deserves one it. One of my favourite Chelsea fan friends. Um, how many Premier League teams uh, have birds on their crest was the question last week. Wow. And they offered up a few. There are six. The answers were... Liverpool. Brighton, Hove Albion, yeah. Seagull. Burnley, Stork. Cardiff, City, Bluebird. Crystal Palace, Eagle. Liverpool, Liverbird. And Spurs, Cockerel. Right. Good bit of trivia there for what, you. Uh, what are the animals on Newcastle's? Unicorns. Uni are they unicorns? Both unicorns. Well, Maybe. I like their badge. I like Newcastle's badge. Mm. It's good. Um, this week, the question is, which five 2018-19 Premier League clubs have non British captains. That's a little Brexit one for you. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. There are five. Do I have to name you some? Can, you can guess one and then leave it for the people in the comments. Let us know in the comments below. Please get your answers in because no one did it last week. Are, the, are we talking club captains here? So Manchester United, Antonio Valencia. Uh, not on here. It's strange. Who, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worry. Because he is quite literally the club captain, isn't okay. he? Yeah. Well, there's another one. There's six then. Six. Uh, let us know in the comments <laughs> below. Uh, right, that backward, didn't it? Yeah. This website, right. No, no, I mean that. But Antonio Valencia. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. Ready? Footballers' dreams can happen to you. you. Look at Flav, he's had two. Occasionally they happen, but you know you got to be strong. I see what I do, Rory, now. Harsh. Uh, footballers' dreams. So, Lars, I don't know if you've seen this before. Yeah, I have. Uh, Flav had a dream about Sean Derry having a uh, vagina in a hot tub. Right, yeah. And uh, we asked the people, Do you, have you had a dream of the footballer? Occasionally That's they happen, have it but you know you've got to be strong. You know and you've got, got a few to be here. strong. Uh, mm. One which leads into a, a question that I'm quite happy about. And I'm, in, I'm intrigued to hear your answer. So, first up, Aaron Hayes. I had a dream that I was playing FIFA and I was controlling Seamus Coleman, but he was real and the pitch was my local area. I was just making him dribble through alleys and outside pubs. Simple that is dream. a lovely, that's Simple a lovely dream. dream to have. Is there a player you wish you could control? Like on FIFA, you watch him and just it's infuriating. Mine was Raheem Sterling for England, by the way. Just, just, just get that R2, just control that finishing just a little bit. Finesse please. is what yeah, you mean. Yeah. Is it R2 or R? I'm pro. Is it R2 or R1? Oh, uh, right, right, yeah, yeah, I do pro. Yeah. Um, I guess Sadio Mane. He's got the pace. On FIFA, you'd be able to absolutely burn with that. And sometimes his decision making is not the decision that I'd make. I want to. Because there's times where you're shouting at the screen, come on, Sadio. <laughs> <laughs> Calmly. Yeah. Come on, uh, Sadio. You can do better than yeah, that. Yeah, you can do better than that. There was a pass on Sadio Mane. Let us know in the comments below the player that you wish you could just pick up a FIFA controller and control when mm. you're watching them play. Let us know in the comments below. Uh, second dream, Anil Full. Uh, I had a dream. I say dream. It was more of a nightmare. I had the chance to become a professional footballer and I was super chuffed. Right. <laughs> However, the team that wanted to sign me up was Everton. I'm a huge Liverpool fan. Right. I thought long and hard and had Meza Ozil come to me and tell me to wait for Liverpool. Wow. <laughs> so I chose to sign with every with Everton because I hate Ozil and he is a fraud of a footballer. Ooh. On my debut for Everton, I scored a hat-trick and took home the match ball. That's when things began to get a little strange. The ball started talking to me <laughs> and I felt so bad for kicking it. 
he became my devil and haunted me until I broke my leg. <laughs> Pretty fucked up. This wow. is good, by the way. This is what I want. I want a bit mm. of a few more. I want spooky dreams because they do. I want as random as possible. Uh, Flames advice. Great, I'm well in for this. Okay, here we go. Uh, no advice from you guys. You need to offer us more advice, guys. Great. Get some questions in. Uh, we had a few for a while, but they've run out. Um, Just Jane uh, has had this from someone. Um, my man is having sex with his secretary, but he's filthy rich. <laughs> so, Lars, the aim of this is that mm. I'm going I'm to read out this and then we've got to see if your advice is the same as Just Jane. I understand. Okay. He tells me I'm his only girl, but then I find evidence of him sleeping around. He pretends that he has to work and then I discover he's been on a dirty weekend with his old secretary. I think it's just like his previous secretary, not right. his old okay, secretary. Right, yeah. not 60. God, that's horrible. Um, he's a self-styled maverick and a man about town. I'm picturing Logan Paul now. I admire his drive. He earned a lot of money very quickly on property deals after the two. Can I say this isn't a real story? Crisis. This is a this is a lie of a story. There's no way that anyone who who's being cheated on How by their they? husband or whatever says my husband's a maverick. Right, yeah, you know, true. yeah, what a be maverick that is. positive. Yeah, though, would you? Uh, like any decent entrepreneur, he was in the right place at the right time. Blah 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 blah. See what I mean? There's no woman who's ever <laughs> yeah, been yeah, cheated yeah. on. Who, Stop though. picking him up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get the feeling you're the issue in the relationship. <laughs> when I appeal to him to be nicer to me, he promises he will, then goes straight back on his word. Maverick. His sister, my oldest mate, despairs of him. She can't stand the money-obsessed man he's become. Um, I've never been out with anyone else or even kissed another guy, yet I'm treated appallingly. He says we'll be together forever. <laughs> as long as you... Um, which is beginning to sound more like a threat than a promise. So what would you, what would you do if you're... Because it seems like she's... She's come to terms with the, that he's cheating on her. She's come to terms incredibly well. <laughs> And then been able to write, what are you going to do? He's a what, maverick. What do you know? The guy's a maverick. Uh, what Best advice not to do would, much. What advice would you give this, I would uh, this say, married woman? I would say, am I looking to give the same advice? Is, is, do I get a point if I... No, I'd, just, I'd like to compare. See what Jane's offering, see what you're offering. Sure. I would say, uh, divorce your husband. You found evidence of cheating. You found evidence of, of that. Um, you take the evidence sheathe it, use it, <laughs> um, and divorce, divorce the prick. Yeah. Yeah, take but, half of everything he's got. Well, I imagine there's some money to be had there, isn't it? Absolutely, he's a self star maverick. totally missing the point. Yeah, yeah. I think she likes the maverick ways, that's the problem. Right, uh, Jane some said women this, like bad boys. Uh, every time your man has sex, she's taking a different route. Right. Every time your man has sex with another woman, he puts your health in danger. Your health. Your health. Yeah, it's uh, the health that I was most bothered about when I first came yeah. into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that this was on the tip of your tongue, but you didn't say it, but uh, Jane has. You sound like a bird in a gilded cage. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It was the image I had in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're in a long-term relationship with a man who is v now very rich and influential, but you're about as happy as a stuffed parrot. <laughs> Don't know what that means. <laughs> Can I just say, Jane sounds like the least sympathetic person in the world. Yeah. He has well she sounds like the friend that goes... Go on, tell, yeah. tell me that. Well, she's a gossip, isn't she? Mm. Uh, he has wealth and an attitude, but you're not impressed. You don't like the way he conducts himself and feel as though you're just telling her how she feels. Why don't you do yourself a favour and set yourself free? Right. Okay, so she agreed. Okay. Good advice. Like a bird you, in you, a gilded cage. Lawrence got it correct. The same as a professional in Just Jane. Thank you, Adam, yes, for that. Yes, she was a professional. Uh, finally, uh, before we leave, bit of birds in that. Yeah. So, as I said earlier. Not trapped ones. No. Oh, no, free. Free. Free, free birds. birds. Yeah. Uh, I was in Montenegro. Thank beautiful you. country. Lovely country. And um, What are the people like? I'll tell you what. The birds. Right. Well, we'll get on to the birds in yeah. a second. But the people, lovely. Beautiful yeah. people. Uh, uh, men were um, uh, worryingly attractive. Wow. Not for me. I'm, I'm, I'm happily heterosexual. Yeah. Um, but I, I did worry about the, the gaze of my lovely wife. Um, uh, the gaze is G-A-Z. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the homosexual element yeah. of my wife yeah. uh, looking at them. Yeah. Um, uh, she loves she, she seems. I don't think she's got up to anything. Do you she have a relationship where, you, where she could nudge you and go, look at that? Uh, no, I, I seem to, I think I, uh, I, I say it before it's a thing, just to, uh, just to kind of Nip prove I'm not bothered. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm petrified. You go, oh my God, look at those, no, look at those pecs. Well, yeah, look at all the hotel staff are very good looking, of male course. and female. Yeah, and yeah. I think if I make a big thing about the men, then she might not spot that I'm having a quick look. Right. It's fine. Right, it is fine. It's uh, fine. Is it fine? You can appreciate uh, uh, the, the, the form of a, a man or a woman, I think. You've yeah. just got to do it discreetly if it's a woman. 
<laughs> and you, you at that point will never nudge her and go, look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> no. Fabulous. No, what, that's there's some advice, review. free advice. Don't do that. Yeah. With your girlfriend go, wow, ooh, you see that? Yeah. And <laughs> she's been doing the squats. <laughs> but also at the same time, I, I do see there are couples who do that and I and I think, you know what, good for you. You know, you've you've yeah. really come to a point where you are but you both are so secure in the relationship where you can both just go, look at those. Mm. <laughs> and or the the man can nudge the wife and say, Look at that man. Yeah. But without the wife at any point worrying, is he gay? Yeah, I think that's fine. There shouldn't. There should never be that worry. No. You should never be questioning whether the other person, uh, you know, is, is still, uh, you know, the orientation you want them to be. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, uh, but sorry. <laughs> importantly, uh, what, what was the hotel like? Uh, the hotel was yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it was good. Uh, the weather was, it was a bit chilly, as, okay. you, as you commented on earlier. Yeah, wasn't yeah. As, the sun was shining, but uh, there wasn't a tan there. But what well, I did want to want to bring something back. You do that when you go on holiday. Yeah, Often it's a Toblerone, something like that. But I thought. Did you? I saw, you know, the birds and that were amazing. And I thought, four. Mm. Let's get that on camera. Brilliant. So to to end the podcast, uh, got a bit of footage off the old phone. Yeah. Adam, I send that to you. You can uh, treat the people this. Check out these tasty birds. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.